Welcome to Lost in Twin Peaks. This episode is going to discuss the current events that were going on when parts three and four were broadcast in 2017. Uh, they were streamed the night that parts one and two went up, but they weren't broadcast till a week later. So that's the week that we're going to be focusing on here. Incidentally, this was recorded a while ago, but uh, it discusses a uh, Johnny Depp film interestingly released on the day when the verdict in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard uh, trial came down. So interesting kind of reflection across the five-year gap there for sure. Parts three and four aired together on Sunday, May 28th, 2017, but they were actually available on streaming a week earlier than that. So they were dropped I don't know if it was like at the end of the two hours that parts one and two aired or simultaneous, but it was certainly that night, Sunday, uh, Sunday, May 21st, that they were made available on streaming. This was the only time that happened during the run of uh, Twin Peaks The Return. So I remember a lot of people just watched straight through all four hours. I did not because I wanted to write my reaction to parts one and two before writing my reaction to parts three and four. So I couldn't watch three and four till like the next day. I had to wait a little bit but not too long because it was all there on the Showtime app for streaming. The number one film in the country this particular weekend was Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales, which made $62.9 million that weekend. We're a long way from the weekend grosses of 1990 that we were discussing uh, because the first one came out in, I think, 2002 or three. I know I was, it was like my freshman year in college, I think. I think it was like, 2003 it came out so by 2017 uh, this film could have seemed like a dated throwback to a zero's aesthetic and uh, sensibility but audiences didn't feel that way so it went on to earn hundreds of millions worldwide making it the most successful of all of the Pirates of the Caribbean film at least on an international basis now that's not to say uh, too much about the plot uh, or that there's much thought that went into this I just spent way too long reading a Wikipedia entry about the ins and outs of the deal-making to get various actors on board and to market yet another Pirates film in a vaguely fresh way, and all of it pretty much made the film's production sound more like a product rollout than an ostensibly beloved entertainment, so take that as you will. Uh, One Twin Peaks tie-in that's worthy of note is that the Pirates films use the old Flying Dutchman legend about a disappearing ship as a motif. Um, If you're a first-time viewer of Twin Peaks... Uh, season three, who's confused by me saying that, hang in there. You'll get there eventually. And we'll leave it at that. No spoilers. But uh, Flying Dutchman, interesting motif on in Pirates of the Caribbean given Twin Peaks. Now, on the actual date of the TV debut for parts three and four, uh, in the news was a tragedy in Sri Lanka. There was a flood and a subsequent landslide as a result of a monsoon. It was eventually determined that 224 people had been killed and about a fifth of them were children inside of a school. And these numbers may actually have been much smaller than some expected, because well over half a million people were displaced by the floods. In Bangalore, India, the monsoon caused a stinky, white, puffy, toxic foam to spill out of the Varthor Lake, carried by wind into the urban streets where it rested in large chunks like a dangerous bubble bath. Environmentalists identified raw sewage and waste as the cause. Also on this day, on a much lighter note, the Cannes Film Festival concluded with the Swedish film The Square winning a Palme d'Or. A few days earlier, most records have it as May 25th, although I remembered it as being before the actual Showtime premiere, maybe it wasn't, Uh, Lynch had screened the first couple episodes at Cannes and received a standing ovation which made him weep with joy. Recall how Fire Walk With Me was received 
uh, almost exactly 25 years before that. You can understand why he was so moved. And because none of these 2017 historical contexts can be complete without a reference to the president at the time, the senior PGA championship was held at Trump National Golf Course in Washington, D.C. on this day. And that was where German golfer Bernhard Langer won by a single stroke. Speaking of golf, the very next day, Tiger Woods would be arrested in his career-damaging DUI, one of many automobile incidents in the legend's career. As for Trump and the PGA, four years later, the Professional Golf Association would vote to remove Trump's New Jersey course from its upcoming 2022 championship in response to the insurrectionist riots that Trump fomented at the Capitol on January 6, 2021. On the Time Magazine cover this week was The Firing of James Comey. This was uh, the week of May 22nd, 2017, so uh, starting the day after the previous episode, but still officially the week of, uh, of this three and four going up on the air. Times covered deals with the dismissal of the FBI chief earlier in the month. Um, these physical copies on the shelves are obviously a bit dated, like um, usually they have 11 days um, between the story showing up online and the actual magazines hitting the stores, so there's a bit of a lag in the coverage. Comey was already a controversial figure in both parties, given his repeated interventions into the 2016 election to announce twists and turns in Hillary Clinton's email investigations and other related controversies, uh, long after it could have been construed as dangerously influential to the outcome. Uh, Ironically, it was a memo dealing with this very subject that provided a pretext for uh, Trump to actually fire Comey. Uh, which is kind of hilarious since Trump actually complimented Comey for his statements about Clinton at that time. Now, the main reason that Trump did this, obviously, was Comey's hesitation to declare loyalty to Trump in the Russia investigation about whether or not there was collusion between the Republican campaign and foreign actors hoping he'd win. And that led to uh, Comey being fired and only deepened the trouble that Trump was already in. It's weird talking about this stuff like it's from the past because it is. It's five years in the past now. But uh, still, feel it doesn't quite feel like history yet. So the article that Time Magazine wrote about this concludes, As for the president, White House officials insisted that he was amazed by the hostile reaction to the firing. Where have Americans heard that before? Shocked by the protests against his travel ban, surprised by the complexity of health care, wowed by the nuances of Asian geopolitics. There's no end to the discoveries a person can make when he pursues a high office without bothering to learn what it entails. Everyone seemed to like it when Trump barked, you're fired once a week on The Apprentice. So what happened? So sort of a mocking tone there. I would also note an interesting side fact about this uh, that Ryan Grimm reveals in the book, We've Got People, about the uh, left movements of this period. He says that uh, apparently Hillary Clinton, when she found out Trump had fired Comey, was thrilled because she hated Comey so much, and she wanted to make a, a press release Uh, actually praising Trump for this move, and her advisors had to be like, no, 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 this is bad. Democrats are mad about this. Don't do that. So she didn't. People only found out afterwards. Kind of funny. She had such a personal angle on it that she was kind of missing the larger political significance or just didn't care. That's it for this episode. Please rate, review, and subscribe. You can also support this work on patreon.com slash lostinthemovies. Tomorrow's episode is going to deal with the... uh, order of events, I guess you could call them, what uh, order the things happen in the episode, because it's not necessarily the order you see them in, at least not with every episode. And uh, also the character statistics, coffee, pie, and donuts that we see here, 
So we call this the in the weeds episode. That's what's going up tomorrow. So I'll see you then. Still, there might be bodies. There might be people who are stuck. So those search operations are also being carried out where India is chipping in. And so is the Sri Lankan administration. Their army, Navy, Air Force is chipping in. And uh, from the government, they are trying to provide as much as th that they can. And World Health Organization has announced today that they are going to provide relief of 150,000 US dollars will be given for relief work. Because remember, it's not just now the floods come in and go but after the floods are over the real crisis starts because that's when water recedes and starts drying up that becomes a home for diseases and that is another area which becomes very difficult to tackle because this is an area where there will be mosquitoes already people have been demanding mosquito nets and mosquito repellents because they are stuck in the middle of water so those will be another that will be the second level of this crisis